Hello, I'm Howard. Welcome to the 9320 podcast and the latest special podcast on match officials. Is the standard worse after another controversial weekend or are we asking too much with impossible expectations of referees and their assistants? Uh, to discuss this, got the best man for the job, the only man for the job to discuss all this. It's Chris. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm fine, Howard. How are you? Not bad. It's, the, it's been fun week really hasn't it so it has been a fun week it's a sh- well i know you're freelancing so it's less kind of i don't know how much you benefit from the bank holiday uh, was, not at all no 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 so it was a nice bank holiday and then tuesday night was very pleasant mm-hmm. um looking like it'll be madrid in the semi-finals if we progress uh possibly after watching the game last night but yeah mm. so nice it's thursday before we know it were you uh, were you hoping chelsea won last night then uh, can't, yeah. Well, hope against hope, isn't it? It's, it's. I didn't. I didn't retain any genuine hope for it. Um, but I mean, you'd and, rather have played them, is what. I'm oh saying. yeah, yeah. Because because there's there's all Chelsea can depend upon the minute is is the instinctive skills of what is it? You know, there's there's a, there's, there's a group of you know some quality players well, in it. there. Yeah. That's that's all that's all they can depend upon really, and I think that's that defines why Lampard has been brought in to ba- babysit them through that with the with the kind of faint hope that they might be able to pull something out of the bag. But I, I thought that Madrid were quite sloppy at times, so uh, but they still beat them quite comfortably. And I think Chilwell sending off was just symptomatic of the of where Chelsea are at the minute. He, he it was a, it, it was just it was just a pointless petulant act for people who don't feel they've got anything to lose. So mm. it's crazy. No, it's, I mean, when I looked at the Chelsea lineup, it's like, you know, and who's on the bench, it's like, well, in theory, yeah. in theory's not much use, is it? On paper, the squad's as good as Madrid's probably. Absolutely. Maybe. Absolutely. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah. of course, they don't, but they're a mess and they don't have the form. So, you know, and if we face them in a semi-final, another English club, there's always a narrative, but mm. ultimately, yeah, Madrid would have been, is the tougher face uh, I don't but, know but, but, but it's weird but th- they were all over the place early doors Madrid but they turned the screw didn't they yeah, see I, things we can get at them. I don't know. I, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say, Howard. Is that the, the upside of watching them last night is, is that you can see where their flaws are. You can see where their their main strengths are. Obviously, it's 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 one thing identifying where their strengths are. It's another thing to be able to stop them. But the way we're playing at the minute and how comprehensive we are as a team. And the and the and the, the victory against Munich really testified to that. That I would have as favourites to beat Madrid in a two-legged semi-final. So I yeah I feel quite confident about that. Yeah, we were favourites against Bayern Munich before the first leg. You know to go through. Yes. Overall. But yeah. I, I don't take much attention to odds anymore because we always start the season's favourites mm. for the Champions League, the league for everything, and we're always mm. the favourites. Whether even though we don't win it, so yeah, it would be. I mean, we should have been obviously, we should have got through against them last season, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's three minutes of madness, but there you go. Right, should we talk match officials? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did he take a gulp then? <laughs> take a gulp of coffee then, and, and a big swig of humility. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first question is. Uh, one that's just obviously pops up in my mind, and probably a stupid question, but it does pop in my mind 
when we were on WhatsApp sometimes going, ah, I forgot Wells a load of crap. <laughs> and I know you're reading these. I think, do you take it personally when match officials are under the cosh in the Premier League or is it of no concern to you whatsoever because you can separate yourself from others doing the same role? Yeah, I don't take it personally at all. It, it, it isn't like I'm a I'm a nurse on the front line of the NHS and my <laughs> colleagues are getting berated where where it's you know where my instinct would be to to obviously you know um, respond in a militant fashion. I I think I, I don't. It's not a professional role for me. It's something that I do. Um, I volunteer to do. Obviously, I get paid basic fees for it, but it's nothing like it's not, it's not a professional role. So, I'm able to be objective about it because, like any. Any line of work, uh, no matter what the industry is, um, being in a position of authority doesn't necessarily mean that you're competent. <laughs> and and so so I know that in the same way that football players can be deeply flawed, can be erratic, the say officials can be the same way. So I don't take it personally at all, and I'm able to. Yeah, I may, like I say, I'm able to be objective. I can, I can identify when a referee's had a good game. And I can identify when a referee has made mistakes. What has changed for me, and I would say a dramatic change for me, is I do look at... I do look at refereeing and officiating in general when I'm watching it as a fan. I do look at it very differently now. And I, and I no longer have that knee-jerk reaction. I was sat... I wasn't sat in my normal seat at the Etihad on Tuesday. I was sat just... Actually, nearer to nearer to where you sit than what do I not normally sit in, in the in the south stand, and I was surrounded by um, a number of people whose attitudes towards not just officials but but the laws of the game were were let's say let's say limited. To, 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 <laughs> Welcome to, to, to the south stand. Yeah, Chris. yeah, but but and I think I think it's that it, it's that what what sort of thing were they? Commonly getting wrong, or um, okay. So, so part, a... I, I can assume without even having to ask you, there's the usual stuff. Obviously, a yellow card for every foul they make, or mm. the referee mm. just not picking up on stuff, and yeah, yeah, the usual yeah. bias that a football fan would tend to have in the ground. But yeah, I think I, I mean, the thing is that this sort of partisan bias that people have is, is whilst it's effect, it, 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 it's it's accepted as almost an affectionate trope of supporting a team. I do think I do think it plays a fundamental role in, in, in what's problem with it, one of the problems with, with with the perception. But it's more to do with with people saying ref, but he got the ball deeply irrelevant, whether he got the ball or not. Mm. Um, whether the, whether the ball went out of play for a throw, the fact is the whole ball needs to go out of play. Now, I think there is a problem with that. I think there's a massive inconsistency with assistance is that you very rarely see a ball having to go all the way out before an assistant raises this flag. Um, but, I think but it like, did, though. I don't think it did. I saw that one. <laughs> I, right? We both know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what we're we talking should, about. We should uh, explain to listeners, I've sat bang on that line, and I saw where you went to your seat because I met you yeah. at half-time. Didn't I? I am, but, now, I wasn't sure about that one, but I always sit in my, that same seat apart from domestic cup games when I'm kicked out for the away fans. I, uh, I sit bang on that left touch line and you do see it obviously I've got a better view than the linesman has <laughs> I have <laughs> I, I could, because obviously I, I've got the best view in the stadium for that you know along with everyone who's directly in front of me uh, and there was a shot wanting from by, uh, by me in the second half where it looked like it had gone out and then it went I think 
probably another it, Sane shot. It was but, a Sane um, one, yeah. That uh, Edison batted away. So you didn't think the whole ball went out in that occasion. So. No, but I, I honestly, mean, the, you're right. When I've seen it, a bit of it go out sometimes in the past. Yeah. I've had people screaming around me, referee, it's gone out. And it's like, yeah. oh, come on, you must know this. You must know if you watch football regularly that the whole of the ball has to go over the whole of the line. How yeah. can you not know something that simple? But but, but I think I think it's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Yeah. That 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 effort by was it Salah in the two one we beat Liverpool and John Stones took it off the line. <laughs> yeah. Fr- fr- from the naked eye, it's over the line, but actually it was a centimeter, not over the line. I think the thing I'm I'm pointing to there is that all the time I see officials raise the flag to indicate the ball's gone out of play when actually has the whole ball gone over the line and mm. I see it all the time I, 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 it, there's a big problem with, with consistency around throw-ins I see that a lot and I also see particularly in the Premier League that throw-ins are taken incorrectly all the time I mm. saw it about six times on Tuesday from both sides just poor throwing and just read the laws it's got to be above and behind the head and so often players push it from the forehead but the flip side is a referee will say, okay, to what extent is that impacting on the play? If, he's, if, the, if, if, the, if the player is throwing it back to a defender so it's going back into their half, actually, it doesn't make a lot of difference. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah so, so, so I understand also that sometimes you just want to, you know, you, 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 you just want to let the game flow. And, and also, depending on what level of out, protest you get from the opposition on a foul throw, as well, but I just think so. So that and and this cliche about didn't uh, um, uh, he he got the ball ref and and just this general perception that that the starting point is that referees are are uh, incompetent and they are biased um, and 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 then the usual xenophobia will start to trickle out as well, you know. So so I th- I think that that's what I can't separate myself from but I'm not going to turn around to a guy behind me and say look I'm refereeing the whole ball is to be out the whole book you know the whole ball is to do across the line because I'm kind of asking for trouble if I do that really mm. but uh but yeah to, to go back to the original question I can separate myself from the criticism that other officials get particularly at the highest level it's just what has shifted for me and the journey that I've been on over the last you know kind of four or five years as uh, as an official is I do look at it very differently and I've said this before my perception of football has been impacted on because of my experience um, as a referee and it's an ongoing conversation Mm. right let's get down to it then forgetting European referees uh, (laughs) which I think fans love to hate don't they actually it's refereed differently we are going of course to concentrate maybe not of course but we are we are going to focus more on the bread and butter of Premier League football mm. which is what we watch most of the time and those in the English game uh, so I'll start with the obvious question in a way what are the standards right now of Premier League match officiating has it declined in the last decade how does it compare to the past and before you answer I just I did remember this morning you sent me a you sent a, on a whatsapp a good few weeks ago, a Guardian long read on match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't find the link, but if you, if anyone listening, uh, and you do have the concentration span to read something <laughs> for five minutes, and I'm on the cusp <laughs> of five minutes now, uh, but I sat down and read it this morning. It's a really good read. It may not change your mind about anything. It may do, but it will make you think a bit. 
that we're dealing with human beings here. Uh, yeah, if you just Google Match Officials Guardian, uh, it will come up pretty much immediately. It was written, I think, March the 23rd, something like that. So it's something for about three weeks ago. I do recommend anyone listening uh, sits down for a few minutes and reads that. Uh, but anyway, to that question, what do you think of the standards currently for Match Officials as a whole? I, I've changed the name from Referees because it wasn't fair to call it a Referees Mm. Uh, podcast because it's never been just about referees. Uh, what do you think? Where do you think we're at right now? I find it quite difficult to answer that question because I think that it, we can't just talk about it as has have standards dropped for match officiating because I I just think that the lens with which we look at officiating has changed dramatically. So the the kind of an analogy I can draw is. Um, there's the, 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 so, for example, the, 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 there's a massive increase in reporting of uh, office harassment or workplace harassment or, or, or sexism, racism, and everything. Are the incidents on the increase, or are, or, or is there now the facility and the infrastructure for them to re- be reported more more easy? And I always look at that when when it says there's been a massive increase in reported cases. Does it mean that something a crime is happening more, or is it because now there is the infrastructure to, for, for people to be able mm. to report it uh, confidently, and these things then will be highlighted? So, if you look at particularly since since the VAR structure has come in, that has impacted significantly on the on the scrutiny with which we look at, at officials. And when you scrutinise something more with more criteria and more facilities to be able to do that in, in, in forensic detail, inevitably the standards will seeming will will be seeming to, to, to drop because what we will focus on is not all the right decisions that are made, but the very small percentage of the wrong decisions that are made, particularly the ones that would seemingly have a massive impact on the narrative of that game, the potential outcome of that game. I would say that match officials, they are now professional, so that it's a full-time job for them at the highest level. They are fitter, they are starting, they're getting high-level uh, fixtures and appointments at a much earlier age. So, so the, the average age of a referee has dropped massively in the Premier League. I think that's hugely helpful. England um, was the first to go professional, was it not? A good 20 years ago, was it? Yes, but that but that was still a, so so that was a so that will have been yeah. yeah full time so that I think the Premier League will have will have um, been in full swing by that point and also obviously with the Champions League as well basically when the level of money involved increased beyond recognition the need for officials to become full time professionals obviously came into play yeah. because decisions that were being made had a massive financial impact. Um, so I think I think that's been a benefit. I think that referees are retiring at a younger age now because the standards are required, um, uh, and I think I think there is a slow, hopefully steady incremental process where the. Um, the, the management of officials, so for example with Howard Webb's appointment, the, the, the management of officials is becoming more comprehensive, more consistent and hopefully a little bit more transparent. Now we will see if that happens. So the, th- through, through the lens of all those details, 
that's why I think it's quite difficult to say our standards of Premier League match officiating dropping because you could you could you could look into all those details and see how the infrastructure is being changed and the improvements that are being made and the standards that, that are being raised in terms of how an official continues to, to, to be appointed. But if you're if you're a Brighton fan at the weekend, as far as you're concerned, the standards of match officiating have dropped dramatically because you've been so neg negatively affected by that. And so... Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.